Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash A-H-T-T. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Podcast episode 138. Dexter Henry Brian Fonseca here with you. Brian, what's up, man? Yo, I it's before we get into this episode, real quick, because I want to get into like how this sort of came about, but I'm gonna let you introduce this first because this this yeah, yeah, yeah. this is all very random. <laughs> yeah, and what's random for people who are watching this is we did not uh like talk about our backgrounds so it's funny both of our backgrounds are very much Nas and Illmatic related obviously name of the podcast (laughs) is ain't hard to tell ties in there this is going to be a podcast where we talk about hip-hop we'll get to that in a second but if you're not watching uh Brian's background is Nas in front of the Queensbridge North houses from one of his promo shoot pictures from uh Illmatic and my background is Nas Primo Q-Tip and Large Professor from a studio recording session, which I would have just loved to see footage oh. of or have been there at that time um, when they were recording Elmatic. So dope, man. I need to rewatch that Elmatic documentary. Um, Yo, I next, sent- I, I'm going to say uh, one thing. I got to tell you this. Um, and it's funny. It's right underneath my computer here. A couple years ago for Christmas, my boy, shout out to my boy Mo. He got me this book. Uh, for Christmas, and it's called Hip Hop Raise Me, and it's like this. It's this huge book. It's like super thick, and it's got like great photos through like hip hop history. Next time you come to my crib, man, I got to show you. It's got like, I, and it's yeah. funny. I was flipping through it to think of a photo for a background, as I've done in the past, and I was I saw that photo. And I was like, okay, dope. Yeah, that's a dope one, man. I sent you on Instagram. Uh, you, which you probably haven't seen it, but I sent you on Instagram. Nas posted Joey Badass, uh, like the the picture that Joey Badass posted of himself on Instagram, basically shouting him out, the whole young king, congrats, bro, on dropping the light pack or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, listen to me. If, because I don't know when Nas is going to decide to, I, maybe he'll never retire. He'll just be very infrequent when the music comes out because he doesn't need to rap constantly anymore, obviously. He's right. more more than solidified, but... 
Nas and Joey Badass on the same record in my lifetime has to happen. And it has to happen more than once. Okay, I'm not going to be satisfied. <laughs> well, it doesn't, if it doesn't have, have to happen more than once. <laughs> and you will be satisfied if it happens once. It'll have, you'll be okay. And they got to trade. They got to trade. One for Joey Badass project, one for Nas project. I, I'd love to see it. Um, I, you know, put Black Thought in there too because I saw Nas tag Black Thought. Well, somewhere. Nas and jo- oh, Joey Badass and Black Thought. Oh, Nas and Black Thought? You said on Nas the same Oh, Thought. yeah. I would love that. That that Black Thought has talked about wanting that to happen too. I don't know why. They're, Nas, for some reason, and we're going to talk about Nas as we get into this episode because he has some of these verses that we're going to be rattling off here. But he, like... There's for some reason I don't know why there's a, there's just a collection of people why ha, why hasn't he made a song with this person yeah. like Nas has a bunch of those Black Thought is one Eminem he kind of like they did the cross on Godson which Eminem produced but yeah. like Eminem why didn't he have a verse on like the remix or something like that you know what I mean like, I mean Nas ripped that so much we didn't I don't know if we needed that Eminem verse well no that's true but there's some songs I'm like no we're, we're good I'm good good just as it was. But he just has a bunch of people, not him, not him only, but there's a, like, I just wish that he collaborated with so many more people. And I, I still think that we'll get to see some of that. Like, I still want the Nas and Primo, even if it's an EP, but I still want like a six, seven, I, ten song see, project. See, now that's something where I just don't even understand how that hasn't happened, especially today. Like, there is a, <laughs> there is a huge demand from people of my age, particularly, who are Primo and Nas fans who've been dying for this, waiting for this forever, and it's been talked about forever, give it to us. We we Come on. Like, yeah. I, it's funny, I hadn't even thought about it in so long until you brought it up now, and it kind of makes me upset that it's not out now. Like, because I hadn't been thinking about it. Like, now, Yo, now, now I'm like, damn. That's the one producer that I, that I would want him to be on a full album with. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and I feel like most Nas fans would agree, but... Like that, that has to happen. Jay Z did it with no ID. I'm like, Nas should give us ten, 10 joints of Primo. If Royce the Five Nines doing it, I would like to see Nas do it too. And That's- and and the thing is, Jay could have. Jay was supposed to do it with Primo because the Black album was initially supposed to be Jay and Primo, mm. which I would have wanted too. I'm telling you, yeah. give me a. You know what? For for both Nas and Jay, and they're my two favorite rappers. But if they just told me they could walk away and I could get a Jay and Primo record and a Nas and Primo record, I'm good. They don't have to yeah. do anything else after that. I'm fine. I, I'm totally... I, I sneaky think that, and we'll get to the features in a second, but I sneaky think that we're going to get a Nas and J sort of thing at some point. I'm, I'm fine with that. I feel like I, I feel like it's one of those things, not that it has to happen, but it, just, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, obviously, long past the beef and all that stuff. Like, yeah, we had, we've had three point. songs since then. It's more than that, I think. We've had we've had success. We have Black, Black Republican and the joint that's not so great off of Magna Carta Holy Grail that I'm forgetting about. Um, I like that song. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not really in love with that song. Black <laughs> Black Republican and Success is great. I was bumping Success the other day. Success is fire. Nas ripped that. Um, um, yeah, and, and Black Republican is one of my favorite. That's my favorite beat on the album, maybe other than yeah, because that album's not that good. Hip hop is dead is so good. Nah, like nah, hip hop is dead is good. We'll talk about that another time. That's another. We'll that's that. another discussion for another day. And I'll bring. We, don't don't won't forget this. I have a song on there that's gonna. I'll be like, you like that song? You really like that? If what 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 song? Who killed it? Oh no 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 no. Where Nas Which, is rapping in the Shyster no, Boys? No, 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 Nas, no, 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 love you, no. man. But well, I don't know what you were doing there. 
I have no idea what you were doing there. None whatsoever. But, you know, it's okay. We, we experiment. We all do things. We, we can't bat a thousand. All right. But what this episode is about to get into, and then Brian's going to kick it off and let y'all know how this came about. Yes. But for what it's about is uh, Brian and I decided to do an episode where we talk about the best hip-hop features in our minds, some of the great hip-hop features throughout time. So we're going to give you some stuff from back in the day. We're going to give you some stuff even up to currently that's going on. But Brian, tell the people how this sort of came about. So I texted you. This was, I think this was literally just yesterday. I texted you and I'm looking for the exact text, but I said that I was listening to just a bunch of old hip hop this week. I went back and heard capital punishment. I texted you about that, about like, (laughs) yo, there's 24 songs in this album. Eight of them are skits, but yet this is not like very long. It's funny. I'm watching this and I'm seeing Kimberly Martin on the TV over there. So shout out to, shout you know, out friend, friend of the show. Um, so, yeah, I texted you about about like Capital Punishment, all this stuff. And then the next day, I think it was. Oh, here it is. I said, one day I'm going to rank my best feature versus feature versus ever. And Big Daddy Kane on Platinum Plus is up there. I love that verse. I love that verse so much. I don't know, like, how high I would rank it necessarily, but that, like, and I love Big L, but Big Daddy Kane, that is is one of my favorite verses on that entire album. When he says, I'm going to put it in your chest like a Stockton pass, the first time I heard that, I was like, oh, like, I I was wilding out. I was a kid. Like, I had first... Like, well, let's start with this, because this is the question I had when, when Brian, we initially decided we were going to try to rank this stuff. And then we were like, nah, this is not going to work because it's just too hard to do. But I, I started thinking about this and I said, well, what makes a great hip hop feature? And so in my mind, a lot of it has to do with sometimes it's the surprise of somebody you didn't think that was going to ride this beat in a certain way or do in a certain way. Obviously, the lyrical performance matters. But I always look at it, when I really think of these great hip-hop features when I was writing it down, I think about it that I remember the feature so much on the song that I forget the person whose song it is, right? Like, that's kind of a really great indicator to me of how great a hip-hop feature is. What, what, what's, for you, what makes a great hip-hop feature? I think, I agree with you, but I would also say that my favorite uh, hip-hop features that I noticed are the coming out party ones, right? Ah. So when you first hear, or like that first year that Kendrick Lamar's coming out and you hear him on like The City with the game, before he's like really Kendrick Lamar, he had just made Section 80. I don't even think Good Kid Mad City was out yet. Nope, and then it's like, I love the who is this dude features, like AZ on Life's a Bitch, which we're going to get to, I'm sure. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of those that I really like. I think J. Cole has probably won on a Jay-Z song. Maybe A Star Is Born. So, not that it, that's not to no, me. That, like, that was kind of his coming out, though. His big yeah. coming out. Yeah. Like, that's not an all-time great feature. It's not even an all-time great J. Cole feature, which we're probably going to get to. Yes. But I got some from like, him. That one, uh, the Big L on the Yes You May remix from, like, the early 1990s. And I'm trying to think of some others, um, but... Nas, Nas live at the barbecue. Uh, big pun off the books with the beat nuts. And then he was on Band for TV, which is where, like, Nature, we had heard Nature before, and he had did, you know, um, some, he had did the Firm album, but that mm-hmm. was him on his own and sort of branching out, and he had a memorable verse there. So I kind of like the coming out party verse where who is it, the like, you know, the first time you hear of somebody. I think Tupac even had one with Digital Underground. I feel like every great artist has one that you could trace it back to, and obviously Nas with 
you know, live at the barbecue, that's probably the one that people think about the most. What most. real hip hop has think about the most. Yeah, I know. I, I think you make a great point in terms of the coming out parties. And that's what's really memorable for a lot of people in terms of um, features. You know, it, it's it's really sometimes the first time you hear somebody. And I feel yeah. like there's another kind of feature where sometimes now you'll see some of the vets hop on a young artist who they really like. And it's kind of a the vet feature is almost like a showcase of their skills still, but also championing this new dude or, or girl coming along who can really spit that they really like. You know, like when Jay hopped on the Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe remix, and, which is a really great Jay feature, but like it's an amazing Kendrick song. Yeah, and another one, and I guess we could just start like getting into some of these verses then because yeah. we're you know already breaking it down. Uh, one of those examples for me that you just mentioned, Cool G Rap, the realist, where yeah. he was the vet, he was in for a long time. Uh, Mob Deep wasn't new; they were already a few albums in at this point. They were Mob Deep, but at the same time, they were still like youngish in the game. You know what I mean? They weren't like Mob Deep. We know them now as legendary. They were still very much at their peak at that point. Um, and Cool G Rap came in. I think it was the first verse on the song, too. And I remember the first time. And this is another thing, too, is you remember some of the places you were when you hear these songs. I just remember hearing it at home one day. I think I saw, like, maybe there was a music video or something like that for the song. I don't mm -hmm. remember exactly. But I just remember hearing it at home. And I think that was the first time I heard of Cool G Rap. I was, like, nine years old or whatever. I didn't know about, like, Fast Life and all the stuff with DJ Polo or Polo. Uh, from like earlier back in the day yeah. so that that like as a young dude i was like oh wait who is this and then you know obviously you do your research so you get to learn about people in that way as well yeah yeah, yeah. Nah, no 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 doubt about that but like i want to start it back with what you said about the introduction um of rappers i think you made some good ones and you meant you mentioned the one that i think for us as nas fans and for a lot of older hip-hop heads you know I actually I have to think about this too because live at the barbecue that I'm about to mention that's not my introduction to Nas, but because but for other people who might be a little bit older for me you know that were really into hip hop my introduction to Nas was really ain't hard to tell that was kind of my introduction to Nas and I went back and heard halftime and other stuff but you know and just got into Illmatic but for people who heard live at the barbecue. And I understand because you have to take yourself back to what hip hop was at that time, 92, 93, and him yeah. hopping on this this large professor track and getting on live at, live at the barbecue and you hear his verse and you're like, yo. And it's this, the first verse in the song. First verse in the song. Yes. Yeah. And he just comes out kicking it and you're like, who is this dude? This dude is, you can see why people at the time were so hyped for Illmatic because this dude was rapping on some next stuff. That flowing like nobody else was. He was raw. He was aggressive. And it's like, it's a memorable hip-hop moment. And I see why, even though I didn't experience that moment the way other people did, I can see why going back and looking like that's a memorable hip-hop moment for sure. Yeah, and I think we could circle this back to like Kendrick Lamar of now because that's somebody who you and I were both old enough to experience in real time where I think my introduction to Kendrick Lamar on a bigger feature, because I think the first thing I actually heard from him was probably cartoons and cereal or mm. maybe one of the absolute joints that he did. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, the first thing I heard from him was who was Hood Go and Love It. That was a feature. He was on the J-Rock song. song. Remember, J-Rock, people forget. People forget that J-Rock was the first one from Black Hippie to really emerge. And his album took a long time to come out, this whole thing. But he was dropping songs in like 08, 09. I had heard of J-Rock. 
and I heard Kendrick Lamar on Hood going love it, and he was rapping all fast, and like I can't even repeat the verse. It became the theme song for Grand Theft Auto years later, but by that time, Good Kid, Mad City had already come out. Kendrick Lamar became a star, and then we know what happened with Pimp Butterfly. But the introduction, I think it's so important because it really sets, it really, to your point, it brings people that excitement. It sets the tone for some people. And for, you know, a lot of guys, like, it'll pay off for them and some others, not so much. I mean, we could probably get into that, too, because Cannabis is somebody who excited a lot of people where he had the verse on Desperados. He had the verse yep. on, um, what's the Lost Boys joint? Beast from the East, East, where he went crazy. He was on 4321. Four, one. one of the great posse cuts of all time, right? Yeah, and then it didn't really work out that way. Um, I know Saha the Prince, he's dropped a couple good projects, but I kind of expected more after So Appalled, which was my introduction to him. And there's something to be said for, like, the great features where – they still set the stage for you. You know what I mean? Like Nas, for example, he just came right out the gate. Uh, he was he went first on the song, so that mattered. With Kendrick Lamar in the city with the game, they dropped the beat for him. With um, like they took off the beat entirely. And with Sahai the Prince is so appalled, they kind of faded it a little bit. Took off the drums. He went in for four bars. Like mm-hmm. that lets you know that the producer or whoever's behind the record is like, no, we want you to focus on this dude. Even though Jay-Z and Kanye and all these other big artists are on this song, we want you to focus on this dude. And I think that also, like, you know, the production obviously matters in anything. No, it it really does in in terms of creating creating a moment. It's funny, as we're talking, more are coming to me and I'm adding it to my list because I'm like, oh, how did I forget this? Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash A-H-T-T. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. I feel like a lot of times left out in the hip-hop conversation, we sometimes can forget about uh, the ladies in the, in this regard, and I was trying to think about um, you know some great features by women uh, on this, and I one that just popped in my mind because you thought you talked about the beat, and I was like, oh, okay, um, Quiet Storm remix, Little yeah, Kim, like uh, fantastic feature, just great the aggressiveness. Um, ladies loved it that she she was right there in the rawness, which Little Kim always brought with Prodigy and Havoc, like. Her her delivery is really what makes that song uh, a lot about it to, to the remix. It's almost like if you somebody plays the original, which is dope, but you don't get the Kim verse. It's kind of disappointing, yeah. right? Yeah, I yeah. don't play the original. That, I want the little Kim verse, yeah. and I want the little Kim hook. hook. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And like, it's like <laughs> that's also the mark to me of a great feature too, especially when it's on a remix. And that person's verse really makes the song on already really great song and iconic hip hop beat really makes it and and kim did that on that track that's definitely up there for me man like that's one of the best ladies guest features i could think about right now off the top of my head that's coming to me like it's definitely up there um, i wrote i wrote down i wrote down this is technically a feature and i know some people like you know Aren't as crazy uh, about the first maybe now as they once were, but Foxy Brown affirmative action. Oh no 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 no, no 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 no! That's where I was about to mention next. That has to yeah. be mentioned in the same breath as that. No one Fox killed that. There's yeah. There's no denying that. In fact, there's a very 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 strong argument that she had the best verse in the song. I think she, she did. did. 
She yeah. did, right? You, you say yeah, she did? Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She did. She had the most bars. I mean, which tilted in her favor, but no, she went crazy in that song. And and, and see, this is another and, one. And, and here's the thing: yeah. I don't, I can't say. And I love, obviously, you know, I really like that song. Still play it, love Nas or whatever. Other than the first part of AZ's verse, I only really remember Foxy Brown's verse. verse. Yeah, and that's another thing about a great feature. And, and and the thing about you know that I would say, and it's one of these things was like you had to be there. You had to be there at the time. I remember when Affirmative Action dropped, and I remember people were crazy about that Foxy Brown verse. They was like, yo, this is ill. She was spitting. Yeah, Yeah, she killed it. Pulling up in the Nordica van. I wanted a Nordica van. I didn't even know what the Nordica (laughs) van looked like because of Foxy Brown. I wanted the Nordica van. I still want to know who had a Nordica van. I don't... uh, I don't think anybody did. We have have to Google Google that. But... It's funny because I don't even think like I think that was a lot of people's introduction to Foxy Brown. But it was for had, a lot of people. She had a verse the year before on the I Shot Your Remix with LL Cool J yep, and another, Keith Murray and Keith Fat Murray, Joe. One of the great posse cuts of all time too. Prodigy, I want to say. But she also she also was on. So that was ninety five, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, with the I Shot Your Affirmative Remix. Affirmative action was ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah. But remember, she's also she also is on Ain't No on Jay's album. She's on that. Yeah. She's on that too. So this was kind of her. Those were kind of two. And again, a lot of people remember her on that song for ripping for ripping it. Even though there's all these rumors about Jay, you know, writing that and all this other stuff. But like Fox really makes that song, and that's a song I'm not that crazy about. Unreasonable doubt. It hasn't really aged that well for me. But <laughs> it's not. Yeah. But like it. But Fox kills it. And and to have a woman at that time and the imp- impact matters too. At that time, to you know, just talking the talk she was talking, the mafioso type, you know, from from a female's perspective, her and Kim did that very well. You know, that was very impactful at the time, man. Like and you remember people for the for those verses. I'll tell you one that came up to me. We talked about introductions because I feel like we have a good theme of going into things here. Introduction. I remember the first time I heard Lupe Fiasco. And that was Touch the Sky, Kanye. Touch, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, one. and I remember hearing the wordplay and being like, who is this guy? And that got me into going down the rabbit hole and the food and liquor leak that came out, which actually ended up being better than the original food and liquor. That's a whole nother story, but because <laughs> of some songs that he left off. But <laughs> yo, I was like, this Lupe dude is nasty. And then he further showed me who he was. So that's another example of somebody just getting on my radar because of a feature. Um, I feel like lately the artists I've gotten into in hip hop have gotten on my radar because I've actively went out and looked for looked for stuff. Sometimes yeah. I heard them on a feature, or sometimes I just heard this one song. So you know, but like I still do think features are a great way of getting people on to new artists that you might not have heard before. Yeah, I don't think that I I don't get that as much now. I feel like as I used to. Like yeah. I even. I even remember being younger, not young enough when the song actually came out, but when I first heard Hit Him Up for the first time, and Tupac had, like, a bunch of people in that song, too. I was like, yo, who's this dude? Who's this dude? Like, all from the Outlaws or whatever. I think Hussein Fatal, Hussein Fatal was one of them, uh, who had, like, a really good verse. And, you know, I that... I really care for the other verses in that song. That, that, there was one other one that I really liked. I think it was by Hussein Fatal. But there was, like... A posse. There was a thing where there were like posse cuts, and they would kind of introduce to you like more than one person. Like right. four, three, two, one, which we talked about earlier. Not only introduced cannabis, but a lot of people didn't know that much about DMX before yes. that came out. And I that's this this is all, DMX's verse on that is is on my list is one of the great features. It is on this long list. 
DMX's verse on that is very memorable. It's it is the kind of coming out for DMX, right? Because this is before Get At Me Dog. This was the verse that kind of put him on that, like, yo, who is this dude? That you talk about yeah. introduction. That really was a lot of people's introduction. Cause I remember that at that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? His first album came out the year after. Yeah. Uh, because that came out in '97, and you know, there's something to be said for there's other kinds of features too, where it's like maybe you haven't heard from this person on this level, kind of like Rhapsody and Complexion on a Pimp a Butterfly. That's on my. That is song, that right? is that is on my that is on my list as well. Yeah, where it's like this person's been like we know she's nice. The real hip hop has knows she's nice, yep. but now she's at this level where like Kendrick Lamar is putting her on an album that goes number one. There's something to be said for that as well. Or the artist. Oh, I don't want to spoil this one because I know this is one of your favorites, so I don't, I don't want to like just poop on it right away. Nah. But but you know the artist that gets on somebody else's song on a collaboration you wouldn't expect, and they tear it up. As well, there's yeah. one that I'm thinking about right now, and I kind of want you to mention it because I don't want to spoil it because it's recent. It was recent. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going someplace Two else. Two dope that. artists finally get together. The featured artist goes crazy. This is one of your favorite songs. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, the um, the the Tyler Tyler the Creator and Freddie Gibbs joint. No, not that one. Oh, because I'll add that Tyler Creator has one of the best features I've heard this year, or something to rap about with Freddie Gibbs, and I I'm not a big Tyler the Creator fan. I don't dislike him. I'm just not really into his stuff like that. That, that kind of falls into the category too, because it's like, oh, I haven't heard from this person in a while, and yeah. it's like, oh, oh, that's right. And then there's also the artist, which is what, more of what I'm talking about now. I'm trying to lead you to where they're just going on a string. They're going on a string of features, like they just have one of those years where let me hop on this person's song, I'll kill it here. Hop on this person's this song. This year? Uh, with no, was it? La- it might have been last year. Somebody's killing with features. No, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. J, it was J. J. Cole. It was J. Cole. I'm talking about Bob Lobo specifically. But ah, yes. ah. <laughs> Yo, you know what's funny? You know what? You know what? I'm mad at myself. I am mad at myself because I put a couple other J. Cole features on here, and I can argue, and I feel very strong. I'm glad you brought this up. So happy you brought this up. I I do think you could argue that might be J. Cole's best verse and best feature. It could be either yeah. or. You might like other album verses and stuff, but just the way he told the story on that verse, man. Like, I got to play this when we get off this. I got to play it when we get off this podcast because <laughs> I love that verse. It's just the way Cole snapped on that and flowed like, man, he just killed it. It was just like super sharp Cole. There's another some other features I have from that I'll mention, but I do agree with you on that. Sometimes people go on the streak where they're just running through features and killing it. And Cole had kind of really been on that run in the last year where he had some really good ones. He had the one on Boss's Tribe. He had that. He had the one on the Gangstar record, um, which is another. GZ record, too, GZ with Re- Kendrick. Right, with Kendrick. Yeah, all those verses are great. I actually even have a whole playlist of stuff with that Cole's just features on that. Um, where, yeah, he just he just absolutely killed it. But I want I, I was thinking about you know, the impact, you just going back to that for a second. You know, I'm glad you brought up 4321 because I had it on there. And I think what I think about, and that's DMX said the last verse on that song, if I'm not correct, right? No, LL finishes so, the song. LL, yeah. Which is which is funny because LL, all the verses on the song are really good. LL, I think people really remember cannabis and DMX though, right? Like LL's is really good and you know. 
He has the, you know, the line, watch your mouth, don't ever step out of line, LL Cool yeah. J, greatest of all well, time. I, I low-key actually like that verse better than Cannabis' verse in that song. I, I, that's, <laughs> that's fine, and I like the... I, but I, he wrote it as a response, so he cheated. Well, yeah, right, which 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 I, which I think that what kind of always so devalues that, that verse, and for the young listeners not understanding, yeah. LL yeah. Cannabis was beefing, and they were beefing while making the song, so LL's verse... And second round knockout was, was a better record than whatever LJ, LL Cool J had after he was just more popular. But second round knockout objective yeah. was way better record. Second round knockout still to this day is one of the top five to ten disc records ever. A lot of people would have it in their top five to ten. Ooh, That's yeah. another podcast we could do. That's top another podcast. Records. That is most, most just, I'm most, gonna have most, higher up than you are. Most, no, no, no. I, it won't be, it, it, but it won't be. I wouldn't have it as low as you might think. But most disc record, most disc records people make aren't really that good. There's not that many great disc records. I think. I think is. I don't think there's a lot of great disc records. There's some good ones, and there's a lot of horrible ones. I'll put it. I'll put it to you this way: there, there are a couple of Hobson ones that are going to be up there, but a lot of people like Hobson's. A, He's in his own sort of category. Category in terms of that battling. But no, yeah. what I was going to say about X was his delivery. This is what really showcased DMX's unique delivery, right? You can say what you want about DMX and dog stuff. And it's kind of gimmicky, and some of that is true. But the delivery on this, stay out the dark, because if I catch you when the sun is down, run it, clown. Come up off that. Or I'm going to gun it down. I was yeah. like, yo, yo, okay. like, And I read, man. And I yeah, and I have this a thing cool. for like the sing-songy stuff that some dudes do. Like DMX, he uh he did it toward the end of his verse there. Yeah. Like right at the end before you know, the hook came up. So like that, baby. Yeah. You see a pink ski mask for it, baby. Yeah, like, yeah. like I mean, you just just when he when somebody does that at that time, you got to think about the timing too. That was nobody was doing that really in hip hop. You know, bringing in that sing-song. There's only a few dudes like X that could really do that. Sometimes maybe a Buster Rhymes. It was those dudes that kind of dared to go left or different. You got a Busta Rhymes feature? Yeah, scenario. Oh, that's on my list. That's on my list. We're talking about introductions. We're talking about introductions. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention scenario. I also wanted to mention uh, nothing but a G thing because Snoop Dogg uh, was obviously, that was the first time. Like, I, that that one surprisingly, that one surprisingly, like, I look it up. Uh, like if you look up best hip hop features, that's usually one of the top like three to five or whatever. Nah, it's it's, I, it's iconic. I wouldn't put it that high. Uh, just as a feature alone, as a song, it's tremendous. But as a I can understand alone, what you're saying. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It doesn't hit you. I think it hits you as a great song that has a great vibe. Introduction, but it did introduce the major West Coast artists. So I understand why people feel yeah. that no, way. I get it. Like, I get that way. What the I, way they I wasn't feel about bored it. yet when the song. The Sports Walk is back. Watch season three of Backpack Broadcasting's original web series that brings you the opinions of real sports fans. The first two seasons and current season are available now for viewing on the Sports Walk YouTube channel and Facebook page. Check out the 2017 NYC WebFest official selection and see what other sports fans have to say on the hottest issues in sports today. It's easy. Just take the Sports Walk. talked about some older artists and i haven't even we haven't really touched as much on some of our favorite artists you know like jay or Nas. but here's what i want to mention and i felt like i missed this 
I don't think I listened to this song until about three, four years ago. And I think Brian put me onto this because I did not listen to it. And this is off of uh, Rick Ross's God Forgives, oh. but I don't. And I did not listen to that project. Oh, I listened to only one song. I think it was like Three Kings from that project. And Good J feature. Good J feature. Not a great yeah. one, but a good one. And yeah. the Andre 3000 song, 16, where it's a, excuse me, it's a Rick Ross song with an Andre 3000 feature. Man, he takes over the record. Like there's times where that song comes on, I just skip Rick Ross. That's what. That's what I do. That's what I do every time. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what Rick Ross said. It doesn't matter what Rick Ross said. Like sorry, Rick Ross, it didn't matter what you said in that song. Because Andre 3000 was so the great that he is, the, the legend that he is, the great lyrical genius that he is. Yeah. Just ah, like that is. That for me is up. I, I don't even ranked it, but it's definitely my top ten because it's it's yeah. it, it's man, he just killed it. Like it's in my top ten. If you haven't heard that song, Three Stacks, man, just showed you why he's one of the best. Like, th- like just 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 insane. Um, and, and to that point too, I want to like if we can sort of shift this a little bit into the dude who kind of reminds you who he is. In the feature, ah, that's you know, that's, like, a, that's a good category. Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah, like yeah. the dude or the woman who reminds you, like, no, dog, this is how nice I am. Like I've been in the game for a while, and a couple of them that come to mind, that was one of them. Uh, Nas on Swiss Beats' album last year on Echo, Echo that's one of them. Ooh. Nas on Nas' album done with DJ Khaled, that's one of them as well. Um, there are a bunch that I can think of, but right now, like. Those come to mind. I want to say, I want to say that Kendrick Lamar has won. Maybe it's the that part remix. That's on my list. That is easily, because I because you know what you know see what well, great feature to oh, me. I remember now. I remember great, which one it is. A great it's that one. But it's another one. That, I'm that, tell to you me, after this. that to me is in my top ten. That part remix for Kendrick because the internal rhyme scheme on that song. Is so it is so it's such next level writing and rhyming that I remember when I first I can tell you my face was just like oh <laughs> damn he like the the flow the double time flows the internal rhyme scheme the writing the connecting of it all together he just ripped it like I don't even listen to the original Schoolboy Q song I go right for the Kendrick part it sadly overshadows a really strong J Rock verse on that song. However, I, however, it's just Kendrick's son was just out of this world. Like he took it to another world. That I will put as one of the recent great modern features in hip hop. I would absolutely say he has one, and this is the one I was referring to originally. That's at least close to that, if not on let that. Let well, hold on. Let me look at. I'm looking at my Kendrick ones I have on here. Okay, I have three. I don't know if you'll have this one. Let me hear. I don't know if you'll have this. One. Go ahead. Holy key. Holy key on the DJ. No, nah, you know what? Oh. I didn't, and that is that is a good one. I did not have that. That's a good one. Do you think? Do you do you think it's better than his verse on uh, Absol's Illuminate? No. Yeah, <laughs> no, Illuminate's I, I on there for me. That's a great Illuminate. verse. That's a great one. Woo-hoo. I'm glad you mentioned it. That's a great. And one. That one I was riding around to it the other day because it's on the GTA soundtrack. I totally forgot we were about riding that. Riding around in a video game. That's what you thought. I was like, Yo, you got a whip? <laughs> no, I was riding around in GTA. Yeah, illuminate, <laughs> but illuminate is that, enca- that encapsulates you so much that you yeah, would say that. It's yeah. true. 
but also illuminate is actually probably my favorite song on that absolute album an album that i really really like control, I mean, system, control system i think that might be my favorite one is wait is the black lip bastard remix, remix on is, that it ends the album that's correct Okay, so that might... It's between one of those two. And what I appreciate, too, and we're going to get into another great feature. There's some sort of under-the-radar ones as well. Like, the J-Rock one on Black Lip Bastard is a little bit of, uh, I am showing you or reminding you who I am because I was the first one out of this group to really don't make forget it. About, don't forget about me feature. Slash that. Slash that. It's yeah. also like, yo, dog, like, I'm here, too. You know what I mean? Like, kind of like what Sci High did on um i'm forgetting the record it wasn't so appalled but he had another one after that but j-rock was trying to remind you like nah dog like i have the last verse here i he goes 32 bars and it's a great j-rock in, in those black hippie songs he takes it seriously yeah he always, you know he I mean? always brings he always brings his best on that for sure like he absolutely does you you brought you, you reminded me of one you brought this up to me the other day when we were texting and i just crossed my mind now about somebody showing who they still are. And I think understanding the time of this and this record dropping and what I'm about to say in this feature is, is important. This goes to Nas and this is in 2001 and this is before Stillmatic drops and Nas hopped on Jada Kiss's first album and rapped on Show Discipline. And I remember, I remember this moment. I remember listening to that. I was with my man, Justin, we was listening to this album and I was like, yo, Nas, Nas might be back. He might be coming with some heat because we have to remember Nas kind of had this is a post Nostradamus and everybody who knows me as a Nas fan, you know how I feel about Nostradamus. This was post that and he ripped that middle verse on show discipline, man. You like Nas sounded Illmatic hungry again. And that was a feature where he was letting us know he was coming back and obviously he came back with Stomatic and the rest is history. I think, uh, I, I'm a little bit hard on this person, so I got to tip my hat here at least because, mm -hmm. you know, people may think that I don't like him or whatever because I think his discography is a little bit overrated. Uh, here we go. I know where but, this is going. But Eminem has, has, oh, has a bunch of these going. on this list. Eminem has a bunch of these on this list where, like, he has a lot of I'm reminding you who I am, especially in the not – you know, in fairly recent times, like with Caterpillar, for example, with Royce that's the Five a, Nine, that's one of his that's best. A really yep, good I agree with that. Uh, Renegade, Renegade from a while back. Only you would no lucky you would join her Lucas not that long ago. Yep, I think that was a Joyner Lucas record at least. Um, either way, great song. Uh, and then this is one. This is the probably the main one where I was like, oh. He's reminded me who I was because I remember the first time I heard this song. So I was in my freshman year of high school or it was that summer after my freshman year of high school because the song came out in 2009. He I don't know if he had just dropped relapse or he was about to drop relapse or whatever the case may be. We know relapse. Not a great album. Right. At all. And before that encore had come out and it's been a while since we really heard from Eminem, like really heard from him. And then forever comes out. And it's Drake, mm. and it's Wayne, and it's Kanye. And yeah. then it, it's kind of like what I said before, where the production, it'll indicate who we want to kill this verse. And this was back before he signed Slaughterhouse. Joey, uh, Joe Budden, Joel Ortiz, Crooked Eye, and uh, Royce Five Nine were all behind him in the video. And I remember watching this, and I was like, oh, wow. He's like, he's doing this again. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then, uh, unfortunately, after that, like, you know, things, like things, things didn't continue the way you thought it, the th thought it would. 
he'll he'll still have these verses where like you'll remember like yeah this dude could just about out rap anybody who's ever picked up a microphone when he wants to but you know and his last album like i'll give him props last album wasn't too bad like compared to the other stuff that he had been putting out but the forever the forever verse in particular it might be my favorite eminem feature because of how it hit me differently than all his other ones right and that came out at a time where not it wasn't as dramatic as like because Nas was sort of down and out and then he came back with show discipline ether and then obviously still matic which is one of his best albums but the eminem thing when forever came out to do that particularly on that song too with drake kanye and little wayne and i don't remember any of those verses i only remember, I remember eminem's verse if that song comes on i just go straight to eminem's verse. <laughs> seriously i understood now let's 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 uh, we uh, we there's one we haven't brought up yet that and I'm, we're gonna start wrapping things up but we got to talk about because I think I would argue this is the best feature to start a song in hip hop history and that would be A Z on Life's a Bitch. I mean, I, I guess the, I think that's the that's probably the number one feature ever. It could that be. Might, it could be. be. It could be. I think it's fantastic. I think it's just the when. The way AZ comes on that track and attacks it, he actually outraps Nas on that song. The way he actually attacks it in his verse, and man, just the lyricism, the sharpness of it is just absolutely beautiful and poetic, which is, you know, what you want to see in the display of lyricism. And man, he just, he really took control of that song. And, and it's just an amazing job. And you have to remember, like, not you, but, you know, people have to remember in 1994, dudes just weren't doing that. Nah. Nobody was visualizing visualizing the realism of life and actuality at that time. Status, Nobody was doing that. depends on salary. Yeah, man. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it just just hearing that he sets that whole tone for the song, and it's crazy because Nas has a great verse on that, right? And it's like, I, but again, that's why I say it's a very impactful feature. You almost forget it. Nas's verse is great and it's super lyrical and well written and rides the beat well too. But the way Az just comes on, man. Uh, to bring up some um, underrated people we think that people might not think about, we talked about people who could rap with anybody. Black Thought uh, on, you brought up Capital Punishment. Black Thought on Super Lyrical. Lyrical. Uh, fantastic feature on there. Black Thought on a Pharaoh Monch joint that I love called Rapid Eye Movement. If you have not heard that Yo. verse, go Yo. and listen to that. On my list too. Yeah. That, oh man, Black Thought kills that. Um, I have Black Thought on Extradite with Freddie Gibbs. Extradite with Freddie Gibbs. Yes. Yeah, that's another. That's, an, that's another. That's and, another. Good and, one. and look, I love Freddie Gibbs. You know that, but Black Thought got him on both nah, verses. He got it. He got. He, he got him on that. Uh, yo, another DMX joint that I think is a memorable DMX joint, and it, I think DMX really kills this song. He owns this song at the end. Twenty Four Hours to Live with with Mace, Black Rob, and Locks. DMX just kills it. The aggression, the aggressiveness of telling Ooh. the story of what he do in 24 hours. He kills it. Ooh, I thought of, and it's just funny because that made me think of a couple other Nas ones when you mentioned that. Uh, DMX wasn't, he might have been on this album, wasn't on this song. Journey Through the Life, Nas was on it with Beanie Sigel, Diddy, and I'm trying to remember who else. He yeah. has a really good verse, I think, toward the end of that song. Uh there's a couple other obvious Nas ones. Verbal intercourse. Verbal intercourse. I mean, that's verbal intercourse. That's another one where it's just that might about, be his best one, and that's like crazy. It's about how somebody attacked the beat and 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 just yeah, Starts man. The song. Starts, Starts the, the song. Point. Yeah. Starts, 
too. Yeah, they, they like 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 Mob Deep knew when they was putting that out. They was like, "Look, you gonna start this? We come in, so, we let the chef finish it off." That's Wu Tang. That's Wu Tang. Oh, Wu Tang. My fault. That Sorry. Because the the Nas one. That's the other one I was, I was gonna mention next. next. The Mob Deep Mob, one. Mob Deep one, which is um uh Life for an Eye. Sorry, I was slipping both of those songs. Yeah, Life for an Eye. Yeah, they that's the another same, great they one. They the same year, so it's easy to confuse. Yeah. But because you know what it is, it's also both the. If I made a top ten, they both might be there because both those verses are like neck and neck. Nah, they they're right, right. there, man. They're they're, <laughs> they're right there. Um, I haven't mentioned a lot of uh, you talked Rhapsody Complexion. Oh, one I want to mention uh, for one of my favorite Southern rappers, one of the best people to do it, Scarface on this can't be life. I do love that song. It's one of the Jay Z Dynasty album. Scarface kills that. Um, absolutely loved it. I wish Jay-Z and Scarface did even more songs. Anytime the him, Jay, and Beans put a song together, it was fire. So I always loved that. For the ladies, I had Lil' Kim Quest on remix. I had Trina on Nan. Yo. Really? Yeah, bro. I, I haven't heard it in a while, actually. There's nothing, there's nothing, it's a, every, a, again, a, a great feature doesn't always have, start to be super lyrical. Sometimes it's the impact and Trina's verse on Nan and how she's delivering it and doing the hook. Yo, just fantastic, man. Like, the energy. It's just, she was just bringing it for the ladies with the energy on that song. You had Trick Daddy, and I'm don't get me wrong, I'm not bumping a lot of Trick Daddy, but you can bump some Nan for me anytime. And I'm, I was like, yo, I like that Florida, Miami, ghetto Trina. I loved it. I, I want to say Rhapsody has more. She actually has a really good feature. I'm blanking on the name of the song, but it's a Sky Zoo record. And Rhapsody has a really good feature on that song. This came out a few years ago. I don't remember the name. I don't remember which album, but I heard it not that long ago, and it was really good. Jean Grey, Say Some on Talib Kweli, uh, Eardrum that's a album. Go, that's a really good one, that, Jean Grey. That, yeah. is a, that was my introduction to Jean Grey, and she's nice. Um, Talib Kweli, I have... that. I, I, Talib Kweli, if you knew me growing up, that was one of my favorite artists. Still, still artists that I really like now, but obviously he's in a different space, not like actively rapping the way he used to but i was buying physical like i had eardrum and i had quality hard cover i had uh, the second reflection eternal album uh with high tech which is not good. damn good also what i did not care for that it, album it was damn good All that right, album so j look j cole got a really good feature on well, that one that's on my that's on my j cole features just begun that is Just one of my. That is one of my favorite. That is one of my I favorite. You gotta give that album a shot again. I'll no. have, all right, I'll have to listen to that album. I've listened to that album again. Oh, I didn't talk about. Let me get a couple J ones in here because I did not mention a lot of J. Obviously, yeah. being my favorite rapper, um, I had Young G's off uh, uh, Puff Daddy and the, the Family album. Um, J on Go Crazy with Jeezy. I also okay. had J on the Hell Yeah remix with Dead Prez. That's another like kind of under the radar joint. If you're a real J fan, you know about that one. Um, Jay Z on Beanie Siegel is on. That's just a great back and forth one. So Jay has some really strong ones. Uh, oh, one I didn't mention is Jada Kiss on Run. Uh, yeah. Fantastic feature. Um, just great, iconic. Like Jada played it in the battle against Fab a couple weeks ago, and I'm so happy he played it. Um, that's just... I have another, another Jay Z one, actually, oh, that you didn't mention. Let me hear this one. Uh, Diamonds remix with Kanye. Yeah, Jay that, on that. One. That was good. You know what my feeling on that was? I'm always happy to get a J verse, but I also like the song on its own, and I like the. I love that sample that Kanye did. It was one of those things. It was like it was nice, and that's when Jay was in his retirement. 
But I didn't feel like we really needed it. So Sorry. it was kind of, it, it was, yeah, we'll get into retirement conversation. Save that, save that. We'll get into that That's a, <laughs> one other time. Um, I, yeah. think we pretty much, I think I pretty much mentioned everything on my list. Oh, oh, I had, I had, I had Kendrick, I had Kendrick control. That's got to be on there. That was the Kendrick verse I was talking, talking about. about. Okay. That was the Kendrick verse I was yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Like That's at the good. very beginning where I was like, we'll get to that one later. That is the verse. I heard it before this, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because there's something to be said about impact. And I'm going to get back to Inspector Dex first on uh, Above the Clouds after oh, this. Oh, that's a good one. We're, yeah. we're going to get back to that one. Yeah. But Kendrick Lamar on control. There's something to be said. Like Nas on Live at the Barbecue might might be the most impactful feature ever because of what that did after the fact. Right? Impact, impactful debut feature, I would say. Yeah. Too. Yeah. How that sort of launched his career, right? Kendrick Lamar, he was becoming Kendrick at this time, but like dudes weren't really going at dudes on the same song, even out of respect. Like with LL, even with LL and Cannabis, it was subtle. Like you kind of knew because he responded to him, but Kendrick said their names. He said their names and he said, I'm trying to murder you. And he mentioned everybody's name. And you got to remember at this point, and I miss this era of hip hop so much where people would just put out freestyles on other people's beats. And I understand it's not really efficient because you're not making money like that. You're putting bars on it, whatever. But I just wish we could, like, Joyner Lucas still does that a little bit. And I wish that dudes would do that because that was so much fun. Because I remember what that did. Kendrick Lamar did that verse. Big Crick got so pissed that he made his best song ever, Mount Olympus. Because he was mad because they didn't think Southern boys could rap to whatever, whatever, whatever. And Joe Budden made a whole, like, I don't remember how many bars. It was like 100 bars. A lot of people were taking the control beat, making their responses, and everybody was being competitive, and it really shook shit up. Yeah, I like and it. I really think that that was something that helped get Kendrick to the next level because people saw, like, oh, we have to aspire to be this. And the verse itself was also really, like, it's another one where, like, I don't I forgot it was a Big Sean song because when I Googled it, I, I Googled Kendrick Lamar Control. I was like, wait, Big Sean and Big Crit are on this and, and Jay Electronica, I think. And I love Big Crit and Jay Electronica. I liked them at that time, at least. So I, I was surprised to, to learn that or to relearn that they were on that song. Yeah. On my Kendrick playlist, I have that. And it's just Kendrick's verse because no offense to anybody else. Didn't matter. Um, didn't, all right. Didn't matter. To, to wrap it up. And inspect the deck uh, above, oh, the, above clouds, the clouds, which is one it's of my- another, It's another one under the radar, uh, under the radar, whatever the case may be. And I'm going to mention just a couple more. Uh, another under the radar one. Ari the Rugged Man has a couple. The Renaissance verse, you got to hear it. Uh, it's it's Hell Raza, who I think goes by Heaven Raza now. Uh, it's his song, Eraser. Um, <clears throat> Tragedy Gaddafi is on it. Timbo King is on it. Respect to them. Once Ari the Rugged Man comes on, didn't matter. Like he, this dude, this dude flipped the whole big pun thing on Wu Tang Killer B, whatever, whatever. And then he did the Little Italy thing, and it was crazy. And the this is one of my top, 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 top. Like I'm talking about top three to five features ever is his his verse on Uncommon Valor with Vinny Paz. Call me Thorburn, John A. Staff, Saw Jim, Marksman, Skillin' Killer, Illin', I'm able to win a killer village, elephant raping and pillage a village. That whole thing is crazy. Like, he gets into the whole verse, mm. and it's one of the best things I ever heard. And it's based on a true story, because I think it was his dad that fought in Vietnam or whatever. So it was, like, raw. And it overshadows a very good Vinny Paz verse on the first verse. And, oh no, Pharaoh Monch. Yes. Jesus yes. Christ. Yes. 
I heard that the other day, and I was like, that's, yo, I that's forgot up there. how ill that was. That's up there. And that's... uh, and Biggie victory. Victory. I mean, you know, we didn't mention a big one, but victory. Yeah, I mean, just like he's got a few. I mean, that's the ne- man. one on his album. Yeah, yeah. and that's what? just. Yeah, that's big. Biggie just killed it. I was insane, man. That was one of the verses I was like, I have to know that verse. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was exactly. like, yo, I have to know this verse. Uh, all right. Can you pick one? If you got to pick one to take with you, a great feature, what are you taking with you? That's like, man, I could just listen to this verse all the time. Life's a bitch. If I have to pick, like, if I'm, if I'm just huh. one above everybody else, it's like, it's, it's AZ's Life's a Bitch verse. Because that verse to this day like that made me want to write you know what i mean like it it just made it just made me like get a pen and paper and just start writing stuff like that verse like completely just did things yeah it's 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 gonna be tough for me to argue against that but i want to pick something different but it's gonna be really tough for me to argue against that because i it does have that you know make you want to go and write kind of situation um, you know, if I if if I, since you picked something from the past, I will pick something modern, and we kind of hit on it before. If I have to go with something recent, yo, and it's a verse I probably played so much. I know a where you're going. Years ago, Bible Vault, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like. But I played so that good. song. It's so good. I think it's a great modern verse. I think Cole, right in the last couple of years, has really been in his like. I hate using the word prime around artists, but like prime in terms of just rapping and just like it, certain things that people do, kind of like the AZ verse, kind of talk about Kendrick on like a that part. It's a rap masterclass. And yeah. sometimes you get some displays of that. And I, I think that was, was one of them too. So nah, man, def, definitely, a, definitely a dope one um, and a good one, but yeah, great features, man. Great, great features. Features are a great part of hip hop. I kind of wish we could see some more. I don't remember the last time I heard a feature, which really was like, yo, I got to go check this person out. The last, I'm going to give credit to one one album that heavily featured somebody, and it, it, it really changed me getting into this artist. It's the last kind of artist to do it for another artist was Dr. Dre on his Compton album because Innocent Pop was featured so heavily on that album, and he's kind of hip-hop adjacent. But I was like, yo, who is this dude? And that made me go check his music. Because I was like, who's this dude on the hooks? I like how he writes and how he really was on Animals. Um, and so I was like, yo, who's this guy? And that really got me in. But a lot of times, it hasn't really been like that as much lately. Another one, uh, you know, you know, I'll give an sh- uh, uh, honorable mention to this feature. This is off of Static Selectors, I believe, Lucky 7 album? Or was the one before? No, What Goes Around album. So What Goes Around album. And it was the first time I heard Logic. That got me into Logic. Logic is on this song with Absol and John Connor and him. Logic closes the verse and Logic ripped it. And that made me go listen to Logic. So there's sometimes it happens, man. And I, I wish we had more of that sometimes. More put. Yeah. I'm tr- it's funny because I'm trying to think of some modern ones. Freddie Gibbs had a really good one, although I don't, I don't, I don't really follow the artist that he was on the song of, but he has a really good verse on this song called Toast to That by an artist named Cousin Stiz. Where like I just skip his verse and just go to Freddie Gibbs verse entirely. The beat is very slow. Freddie Gibbs double times, damn near triple times during the verse, and it's short and it's just a really good verse. Like that's one of the ones that I would say that I'm playing that came out recently at least. Um, and there's one, there's actually a couple, there's two, there's two big ones that I've missed. 
three big ones that I missed actually. Fifty Cent, hate it or love it. That's a great. That, that's also a great verse. Kid on the song. That's up there. That's up there. Yeah. That's it's up really there. like the first. His first. Those first four bars are four of his best four first four bars to start a verse that he's done in his yeah, career. And like people can say what they want, but Fifty Cent has actually a lot of really good verses. But that's another podcast for another day. Uh, Ghostface Killer has two on my list: Criminology and Guillotine Swords. Oh, how did I forget Criminology? That's yeah. a great verse. Yeah. And and oh. Big Pun, who I've been listening to a lot of this week. Oh, Kendrick Lamar, Fragile. Ooh, forgot about that one. Yeah. Fragile Tech Nine song. Uh, Big Pun, John Blaze, and Big Pun off the books. I mentioned off the books, but John Blaze. John Blaze. After Nas verse, a Nas verse that was really good. I love that. Show. I love the Jadakiss verse on that actually. So that's that's crazy. I love Jada's verse on that. John uh, John Blaze or Band for TV? Which posse cut do you prefer? Band for TV. A lot of people say Bad for TV. Bad, the, beat, the beat on Bad for TV is just too iconic. In fact, I was, yeah. I was talking with one of my homegirls the other day. Maybe it's because Nas and Pun are on the same song. I'm like, maybe. yo, I love it just, it just to you. Yeah, but you know, I was talking with my homegirl the other day, and we were talking about production. She, We were talking about Swiss Beats production. She had no idea Swiss produced Bad for TV. She had, like, no idea. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, that's Swiss, that's Swiss on that. Swiss Beats. Swiss Beats. Yeah. All right, that's a wrap. Uh Brian went with Life's a Bitch. Uh, I came with something a little more modern. It's not, the, I won't say it's the best hip hop feature of all time, but it's definitely one of my favorites in J. Cole with Bob Boat. So that's it. All right. I hope you enjoyed this features talk. Still don't know what the title of this episode. It'll be something, something playing off the features. Come up with something, something, something. Could have went with Back to the Future, but we've been doing Back to the Future. So I didn't really want to do that. Plus, that was a Wally mixtape. But whatever. That's a whole nother thing. Um, <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode 138 of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Please be sure to subscribe to us and whatever platforms you listen to. Please leave a review and rate us. That also helps us a lot. Um, so just leave us a nice review because, you know, you love this podcast. We know you. We know that you do. We know that Support you do. Support independent sure. media. Support independent media. That's another podcast. All right. That's it for episode 138 of the Ain't Hard to Tell, pod- Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Like, I don't know the song. For Brian Fonseca, <laughs> I'm Dexter Henry. Until next time, y'all. Peace.